Our episodes contain graphic information that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Would you like some murder with your coffee? talk about some murder okay welcome to morning murders ladies you get your coffees mm-hmm. yes right well i'm nicole i'm amanda and i'm brenna and we're just some ladies that like to talk about murder while we drink coffee we sure do i love it so today uh ladies i brought to the table the san francisco witch killers have you heard of them <gasps> I gave it a real good think, though. A real good ponder. Do we know who they are? <laughs> well, the San Francisco witch killers are James Clifford Carson and Susan Bear Carson. And Spoiler. some would say that they're a match made in hell. Oh, wow. Wow. I read that somewhere. I did not make that up myself. Oh. <laughs> I cannot take full credit for that. But you read it out I, loud. Out loud. <laughs> Uh, so before we uh, talk about the uh, happy couple, um, let's go back a bit. So we've got James Carson, who was born in November 1950. And in 1977, James uh, had been married to his first wife, who is now Lynn Carson Gonzalez. And they were living in Phoenix, Arizona. So James started to display some erratic behavioral changes. And there was a lot of abuse and some drug use. Um, his daughter even said that he was like a stay-at-home pot uh, uh, dealer. I was like, what's the word? Pot dealer. <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been just it's been legal long enough that Nicole's know, like, that's like, not a thing. I like that we have to clarify now that it's this is a stay-at-home, though. <laughs> not stay-at-home. Not like today where you have to like go to work to be a pot dealer. Right, yeah, exactly. This is a work-from-home. Work-from-home pot dealer. Work-from-home cannabis. It's fine. <laughs> Somebody make that company. It's called Work From Home Cannabis. <laughs> uh, anyways. I call that buying local. Buying local. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Supporting local whenever I'm going Supporting to a local small work from home dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Support the small businessman. Yeah. <laughs> he grows from home. Uh, so anyways, it got so severe that his first wife broke off all ties and fled with their daughter, Jennifer. Um, James then met Susan Barnes. Susan Barnes was born September 14th, 1941. So she's an older lady. Hmm. Some lovely birds chirping in the background. Susan. Yeah, it's worth saying we're actually, um, one of the best things about being able to record this podcast with our awesome friends is that we don't, we get to record it in awesome places. Like we're on location at Flabanda's house. Yes. Which who knows where it is. You'll it's, never find it. No, nope. you can't. We are in the can't. middle of nowhere. We're not on a map. It's not on a map. It's not it's on, so, on yeah. no map. If you hear birds or donkeys or coyotes, uh, even a, cu- a couple of puppos, pup, kittens. That's also in this house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Yeah, welcome to my jungle. Yeah, <laughs> snake wanders in. 
I start freaking out. Yeah, don't don't be alarmed. We actually had a snake last week. I'm gonna kiss him. Let me that. I love and respect all animals. Tarantulas. I'm gonna smooch him. I'm gonna smooch that snake. Snakey snakes. Oh man. Anyway, speaking of animals. So, well, before I get to that part. Uh, <laughs> so, Susan. So, he met Susan. And she was a little bit older than James. And she was a divorcee with two sons. Uh, soon after they met, they got married and changed their names to Michael Bear and Susan Bear Carson. Those are the only animals that are mentioned in this because oh. Bear. Uh, in a letter that James, now Michael, uh, wrote to his daughter, he stated that his new name was a name given to him by God. So we're off to a good start. Oh. So the couple took a year-long trip to Europe. And then when they came back to the States, they moved to Hyatt Osbury neighborhood of San Francisco, California. They continued to dive deeper into mysticism and drug use. Uh, to kind of give you a better idea of how bad it started to get uh, James, well, Michael Bear, his first wife became so afraid of him and the fact that he might try to abduct, abduct, abduct. <laughs> He might try to abduct his daughter. Uh, She moved several times and cut off all ties to any other mutual links that they might have. Um, There were some interactions um, before all of that. Jennifer talks about it in some of the the interviews she does. She mentioned that uh, she met Susan and that Susan continued to try to kill her. There would be moments where she'd like ask for a back rub as a little child. And uh, Susan would claw her and draw blood um, when she was giving the said back rub. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's a lovely lady. Okay. Uh, gets that's better. Like weird witch. That's like, oh, that's the wit- witches. Okay, we're talking about witches. Okay. Okay. I was like, well, that's, like, that's like a spooky witch thing. To well, do. but Straight she's up, like, not the witch. So, anyways, here it comes. Uh, oh, I just wrote, which is super wise, because soon after, the, su- the couple's behavior became deadly. So, ladies and listeners, get your coffee ready, because here comes the murder spree. I'm actually going to take a sip of mine, too. Sip for murder. Sip for murder. Sip for murder. Mm. So it all started in 1981. Karen Barnes, who was 23 at the time and had no relation to Susan. They just happened to have similar last names. Um, She was a roommate with the couple. Although according to a statement later said by her sister, uh, Karen just actually just had allowed the couple to stay with her for two weeks. They weren't actually roommates of hers. But uh, the aspiring actress from Georgia was found dead in their apartment. Um, She'd been stabbed 13 times, and her skull had been crushed. Yeah. Her body was found in the basement wrapped in a blanket. The Carsons were the prime suspects since uh, evidence found on the scene suggested that Karen had been killed by someone she knew, and the couple had, well, already disappeared before the body was even discovered. They later confessed to killing her, claiming it was because Karen was a witch. She had converted to false religion and drained Susan of her health and yogic powers. Is yogic what I think it is? It's like yoga. Okay, yoga just making powers. sure. Her yoga power. I didn't yoga know. Powers? Yo- yoga power? Yoga flow. So maybe I should have been taking that more seriously. I didn't know you got powers when you... I mean, you, get, you know, when you become vegan in a yoga, you're yogi, you get all the powers. Oh. You're missing out, guys. <laughs> Shit. God damn it. Me and my steak-eating ways. I know. Damn it. See? Should have known. Um, there was in one of the articles that I read... Uh, Karen's sister mentions that um, when Karen was growing up, she displayed, like, ESP. She had, like, psychic powers. So I don't know if that had anything to do with um, why they thought she was a witch, but that was something I saw that I thought was interesting. Interesting. Anyways, yeah. 
So after they killed Karen, they hid out in the mountains near Great Pass, Oregon, where they stayed until about the spring of 1982. Um, they then moved to uh, another area in California where they worked on a marijuana farm. Oh. Hey. Um, on the farm, the couple claimed to be anarchists who advocated for revolution and that the nuclear 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 apocalypse was happening soon, according to fellow workers. Um, so it's a vibe. So they have a total a vibe. Yeah, vibe. total vibe. <laughs> The apocalypse is coming. Revolution now. And also yoga. And weed. <laughs> weed. Yoga, weed, and revolution. Got it. Got yeah. it. But like Sounds nuclear great. revolution. Interesting. Ooh, and, yep. Okay. Uh, they must have been a real joy. Real joy on the farm. Uh, so in May uh, 1982, Michael had a dispute with one of the fellow one of his fellow workers on the farm named Clark Stevens. Um, and so, you know, like all, all good people do, he shot him and killed him. Damn it. Yep. Uh, the couple had accused Clark of sexually assaulting Susan. Um, he tried to burn Stephen's body and buried it in the woods under some, uh, lovely chicken fertilizer. Okay. Uh-huh. Hoping some, hoping stuff will grow from it, I guess. Like hope, or what? Yeah. I mean, what's the what does that do what does that help yeah i'm so curious what sort of like decomp like, oh we buried it under some dead chicken so that's why the dog smelled a dead body because it was just this yeah. pile of dead chickens right no. or like animals will come get it early like they'll like with decomposition right like sometimes they'll do things like they'll oh. do shallow graves so that animals will come find it and eat it and eat the evidence yeah and it's so interesting because, yeah, even because we've, we've talked about in previous episodes weird ways that people have treated bodies afterwards to like mm. either prolong or quicken like the decomposition stuff. Like, yeah. was John List was the one that kept John it List, the, yeah, he right. kept the air conditioning on real high. So, that is very interesting. It makes you wonder what was the why, unless it was just what was there. They're like, we just needed a dirt that looked like this dirt. So, chicken manure? Fertili- chicken fertilizer? Fertilizer, yep, chicken. It's what was available at the time. Yep. Um, (laughs) We did way too into it. Opportunity. I know. (laughs) We just got to use what we have, what nature provides. Chicken fertilizer. I thought of, is it fertilizer made of chicken? Is it chicken feces? Or is it what you put down when you want to grow chicken? When you want to grow chicken. (laughs) Well, I want to grow my chickens. I lay down that fertilizer. And they (laughs) pop out. Definitely healthy. Yeah. You have to (laughs) propagate those chicken plants. (laughs) Does Acme make that? Does Acme brand yes. chicken fertilizer? They make yes. everything. Got it. But what came first? You know, the fertilizer or the chicken? They have to milk. Uh, later, uh, Michael and Susan reportedly had told the cops that Clark was a demon and a petty witch who wanted to live off Susan's life. So the defense lawyers turned uh, to argue that Clark had sexually assaulted Susan. So... Demon petty witch, I guess, translates to sexually attacked Susan. There is something to be said about not just being called a witch, but a petty, petty witch. witch. <laughs> that's that's metal. I love that. You petty witch. Yeah. Can what? That, can you put that on my tombstone? Petty witch. <laughs> petty witch. That's we need those t-shirts. Right? Petty witch. Petty witch. Just a petty witch. Just a, just a demon petty witch. <laughs> 
Roasted. Uh, roasted. Boom roasted. <laughs> so Clark was reported missing two weeks later, and that's what led to the discovery of his remains. Uh, the Carsons, yet again, had already left the scene, but this time they left behind a manifesto. Gotta love a good manifesto. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one called for the uh, assassination of the president, who at the time was Ronald Reagan. Of course. Of course. Isn't there that ever all... been a manifesto that wasn't, like, written by a absolute psycho that went on for more than 20, like, 20 pages? Is I kind of want to pull up my phone <laughs> and just quickly look up, like, what are... I feel like I never hear of a manifesto being spoken about when it doesn't apply to a murderer that's yeah. what it's always yeah, like, like murder or destruction like, is that the definition <laughs> i'm looking up exactly what is what is a manifesto like what what does it has to be a positive type of it's just a public dec- declaration of policy and aims especially one issued before an election by a political party or candidate so it's just a word that doesn't get used, I think, when it comes to political parties because it is so closely aligned with, like, the Unabomber. And, mm. like, you know, people, like, mass shooters, a lot it's of like times a, they'll oh, find... They don't want to call them manifesto. Yeah. The, the crazy people do, though. Yeah, politics is all PR mm. anyway, so... Got it. So okay. they, it's, it's, that's what it means, and it would be used that way more often. But, but serial killers took the term. Yep. Right? Yeah. Like, they took that. They took the term because okay. they are so full of ego that what they believe is law yeah so they have to write a manifesto instead of just some they can't call it a letter no one gives a shit about a serial killer's like diary they're like (laughs) yeah you have to call it a manifesto yeah although uh michael james did write a lot of letters manifestos for boys (laughs) 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 it's like yeah it's so weird manifesto maleficent's manifesto Ooh. It's just fun to say. Band name. Band name, Maleficent Band Manifesto. Name. We just do covers of Disney songs, but like hardcore, like rock and roll metal. <laughs> Let me just throw in weird political things just to make it, you know, a manifesto. Yeah, because, you know, anarchy. And yeah, I mean, that's what they're all about. They're anarchists <laughs> and more. So we'll get to some of that too. What else they claim that they are. So the two were not easy to track down. Um, later in November, Michael was spotted hitchhiking by an acquaintance, and the acquaintance called the police. So he was picked up by the police, but was released shortly after due to police error. Um, and then he quickly quickly vanished again before the detectives could question him. Police error. Okay. I know. Um, thanks to the rather quick arrest and release, though, the police did get some things. So right now they have um, a mugshot. They have an address because he had to like, fill oh. out stuff, right? And a gun had been left in the police car. Not really sure how the gun got left there. I guess because it was the 80s. There's like, yeah, <laughs> it fell out of my pocket. <laughs> I don't know. Oops, I'll just leave this in the car. <laughs> oh, no. I dropped my gun in your big bad police car <laughs> but it's the 80s so bye, yeah. bye. bye. That's, yeah that's you 70s. guys gotta let me go now just blows cocaine in their face and runs away. <laughs> the 80s the 80s the 80s <laughs> that's the 80s glitter yeah cocaine cocaine <laughs> <laughs> oh no uh, so the couple showed up again after the new year. So now it's January 1983. Picture it. Picture it. They're hitchhiking because it's the 80s. Uh, oh, yeah. They're near Bakersfield and they were picked up by John Charles Hel- Heliar. Heliar. Um, he was 30 years old and he was traveling to Santa Rosa. 
To tell you a little bit more about John, according to his brother, Danny, John used to hitchhike all the time. So when he was growing up, I think it was about when he was 16, he started hitchhiking, kind of joined the hippie free love sort of movement, kind of got into drugs, was having a bit of a problem, but he was just starting to turn his life around. And he would pick up hitchhikers a lot kind of to pay it forward because he had been picked up by people as a hitchhiker mm-hmm. and knew the importance of it. So that's why he stopped and picked up the couple. Oh, no. I know. This is James Michael Michael James, right? The, James Michael Michael, Michael, Michael James. James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carson Bear. Carson Bear. Which James is Michael, Bear. Michael Bear Carson. I thought it was. Bear, Bear it Carson. It is Bear Carson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, is J- it is Michael Bear Carson and Susan Bear Carson. Um, when, the merchandise is the little bears and then there's... Right, yeah. right. Bear Carson Bear. It's all Bear Carson Bear. Bear. Mm-hmm. Um, did... So when... a did they ever come out with like a law that we couldn't hitchhike anymore, or did we just all decide no more doing this and I think we all it, get cars a lot of instead? it was danger? Okay, yeah. I mean, um, I I do a lot of driving for work, and I see a lot of hitchhikers, right? And I'm so surprised. And recently, a lot of people just walking on the highways. I I, I don't know. I don't see any cars that they're coming from. Just a lot of people walking on highways recently. And, and you're like, yeah, you do like rural, like out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. type highway yeah. driving. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's interesting. And I've seen people hitchhiking in the middle of nowhere. Like, okay, do we have time for this story? Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, we no. Have so I, I'm driving uh, to northern Nevada and I see this hitchhiker on the side of the road in full military fatigues, but he's a much older gentleman, probably in his late 50s, early 60s, clean shaven. So he obviously like slept somewhere the night before and he was just kind of standing there hitchhiking. I was like, oh, oh, oh no. Because really more than anything, when I say I'm in the middle of nowhere, I mean, I'm like a good 30 miles from anything because, you know, you come out of uh, the city and then you hit you know, one little landmark and then there's nothing for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then you hit another little landmark and he was right in the middle of that n- nothing. Yeah. Mm. Oh no, man. So interesting. It, it makes me wonder, I mean, there's a ton of questions, right? Um, obviously my first question is like, who did you piss off in the car? And they went, get out. Right. That's right. what I almost wanted to be like, tell me your story, but also don't go in my car because I don't want to get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Like who, like, because there's, there's one of two things happening, right? Either he's, something terrible is going on. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the stand, but someone running from not. like a, from like a military base on um, alone is always like, mm. what were you? <laughs> yeah, why? Why? What happened? Well, but- there's also, well, it's, we're not too far from, well, we are too far. Yes. We're very far from a prison, but there's a prison. I see that too. People walking around there, but there's signs that's like, do, do not, not get that is against But he was law. in military fatigues. He was closer to a military base, I guess, than, a, than the prison. And he wasn't in like all blue or anything, but. But there's also like a few military bases that like were active in Nevada, like back in the day that got bought by the Air Force mm-hmm. and a couple other mm-hmm. of the military, but they don't, they're not like on a map per se. Um, I'm not saying that he was, that you were nearby anything. Cause I think you kind of talked with a story cause you were, you had like Marco Polo us or yeah, something. Like, as like, as I'm in the, as it was the middle of nowhere, right? <laughs> yeah. So he's still super far from what I knew of was a base like out in way Northern Nevada, but like, you're right. There is like, you go like Reno, Carson city, nothing. Yeah. The, like there's pyramid Lake <laughs> and then you, you can just, go down to Vegas, but like, there's like right, there's a couple towns in between, but there's just nothing. There's long spans of desert in yeah. just highway. Are you there? What happened? 
If you guys have hitchhiker stories, send them to us. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd like to hear some hitchhiker stories. We would like to hear them, and we would like to read them for mm. you. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please send us your hitchhiker stories. Yeah, tap that. Oh, I almost want to be like, I hope you don't have any hitchhiker stories because you should be safe, but maybe your parents do or you heard about yeah. that girl that hitchhiked or that guy that hitchhiked. I yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's no. what I'm saying, too. Like, even that's a good idea. Like, even ones that you've heard of or famous cases or anything where you're like, you want to hear about a hitchhiker, read up on this lady. That's like, yeah. you know, Mary Vincent makes me com- comes to uh, mind with that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Give us a shout out on our social media uh, or our email. So morningmurders at Gmail because we definitely want to hear those yeah yeah and just put in your subject line hitchhiker story yeah, yeah. hitchhiker's guide to murder <laughs> to murder so long okay. thanks for all the fish yeah <laughs> all right what so you? Nicole's right. telling this oh right awesome so story. back oh, yeah. to back to the hitchhiking <laughs> murder back to the hitchhiking murder things so okay here because actually what it is murder so however in a matter of moments susan decided that john was in fact a witch and needed to kill him immediately as soon as he picked them up so while driving this is while driving on the 101 in California, they began to argue. The argument escalated to a physical fight between all three of them. No. While they're driving. No. Yes. So they're driving this moving vehicle. And eventually, John does have to pull over because it's getting so escalated. And he stops the car. And I wish I could tell you that they got out and they talked about it. They went to a you know aerobics <laughs> class and did some yeah. awesome 80s jazzercising or whatever. And we wouldn't be just, doing a true crime podcast <laughs> about it. So the fight continued to progress outside of the car. Susan stabbed John while he was trying to fight Michael over a gun. Michael got the gun and proceeded to shoot John in front of passing cars. Like the cars saw this happen. What? One of the onlookers thankfully did not fall into the bystander effect and did actually call the police. Yeah. Yeah. So the Carsons then hopped back into their car. Well, it was the car that they stole from John, and then drove. They took off. The police quickly caught up to them, and then a high-speed chase ensued very briefly because they crashed the car, and then they were arrested by the police. So the couple, once they were in custody, originally called a press conference because they were going to confess to all three murders. But then, right before the trial, they withdrew all their confessions and pled, not guilty. They're like, JK, guys, we didn't really kill anybody. (laughs) What do you mean? We're innocent. Uh, so then on June 12th, 1984, the two were convicted of their former roommate, Karen's murder. They were sentenced to 25 years in prison. And after that, they were convicted for the other two murders of John and Clark and were sentenced to 50 years to life and 75 years to life. I don't, not really sure why all the things are different because all the murders are horrific and awful. And I'm not sure if it's like California. Yeah. They're all in like that area. So I don't know if it it must just be like jurisdiction and location. Also real quick. Can we talk about how, um, both like when we've talked about like a Mary Vincent case and also this one, could you imagine being on the road somewhere? Right. And then you see something terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't have a cell phone to call the cops. You have to wait until you get to a diner or uh, like where in Bakersfield. Like I'm trying to think of like if I'm in Baker or Bakersfield, right? Bakersfield, Baker. yeah. So if you're in Bakersfield and you're like making your way through to California or going the other way, like there's a bit of desert between because they're on the highway, right? That's mm-hmm. They picked them up. What Do you just go, what did I see? Did I just see somebody shooting at somebody? Okay, when I get to Barstow, I guess I'm going to call the cops. Like that's <sighs> such a crazy concept yeah. to me. Like. Back in the day, we say that we're in a we're in a more unsafe time of our lives now. Um, when statistically, it's not necessarily the case. We are in a technically safer, like depending on what you're measuring it by, like time mm-hmm. of our lives. And a lot of it is because technology has allowed us to be like, hey, um, this is happening like right <laughs> now. Like you know, you can 
doesn't necessarily mean that the cops are going to get there sooner, but right. it does mean that they will be notified sooner and that always gets logged. So, yeah. Yeah. That's and also, I feel like maybe, too, because we have all this technology at our hands, that's why more people are like, oh, someone else is going to do it. That's where the bystander effect yeah. usually gets affected. Like, Ugh. that's where most of the time that happens. Like, you see a car accident on the side of the road or something, and most people just assume because everybody has a cell phone, oh, I'm sure I'm sure these people already called. You yeah. Know? So that's it's just so much better to, like, thank goodness someone had the focus and the wherewithal to, like, and the time and were willing to, like, call the cops miles away from where this thing probably happened mm-hmm. like and had to think about that and just in on that also fighting in a car oh, man i just can't even imagine like trying to like not hit another car while these people are attacking you and then you finally have to pull over and then they just shoot you like, how ugh. could they say that they're not guilty though does it do, do you does, do they go into like what they what so they, it does they okay. kind of talk about like well we had no choice but to do some, so Whoa. yes i have a little little, little so, bit more to, to chat about okay so the two were split up. James Michael Bear Carson went to Mule Creek State Prison, and Susan Bear Carson went to Central California Women's Facility. There was a five-hour interview with the Carsons, which included folks from KGO-TV, the San Francisco Chronicle, homicide in- investigators, and then the Carsons confessed to the murders but claimed they were pacifists, that they were vegetarian yoga Muslim warriors. So the couple shared a mission to mm-hmm. exterminate witches. <laughs> well, anyone that they claimed to be witches um, and that they had no choice but to kill them. So that's why the media nicknamed them the San Francisco Witch Killers. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're pacifists. No, no, You no, murdered no. people. Yeah, but we're pacifists. But they're witches. And we're, we're, we're vegetarian yogis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what didn't, we didn't do anything. No, of course. Yeah, what a great, what a great uh, way to cover it up. Yeah. Of course so, we couldn't do it. If you remember earlier, I mentioned that they went to Europe. So when the couple had traveled through Europe, back to the U.S. and through the American Southwest and parts of California, they kept a list, a hit list, if you will, oh of political figures, celebrities like, like Reagan and even Johnny Carson. <laughs> and the Carsons are actually suspects in nearly a dozen other deaths in the United States and Europe that occurred during this witch hunting spree that they were on. But there is no... Like, they haven't tied anything directly yet, but they are suspects in numerous murders. Murder's so stupid. (laughs) It's just so stupid. It's just, it's all ego. They are the ones that get to kill people. Like, they are the ones that have the the word on high. Billions of people on the planet, and you're the ones that get to choose, like... Because uh, their lives are the most important. So we know who witches are. Stupid. Is the most important. Our mysticism can tell who the witches are. Right. Like, also oh my that. God, the <laughs> earth does not revolve around you. There's too many people. You're not the main character. Sorry. No. Like, you're the main character in your life and you have to keep yourself accountable. But, like, other people. Oh my God. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. And they've never showed remorse for any of these murders. One day I'm going to have a TED talk where I'm just going to be like, murder is dumb. Let me tell you why. <laughs> the reasons why murder is dumb. Welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> uh, so Michael's daughter, Jennifer Carson, she's done a few interviews where she's talked about her experience growing up, uh, including a TV show, Snapped, Killer Couples, and the podcast, Criminology. Mm. She was eight years old when she found out that her father and his girlfriend were the San Francisco witch killers. <gasps> what? Yeah. This is that one? This is they that feel, one. I feel like, okay, dang. Yeah. 
Um, so Michael and uh, Susan were actually recently up for parole last year. Um, they were both denied. They were denied parole back in 2015 as well. Um, Jennifer joined in with the family of victims, uh, which included Karen's sister, Lisa Long, and they spoke out against um, her father's release and Susan's release. Um, Jennifer told the Daily Beast, an article that I read, she said, I truly believe that just because he's old does not make him safe. With his lack of regret and his views and the hate he's filled with and his demented mind, I think in a year or less, someone else will be dead. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. But it all stemmed from, so the couple's parole hearing came from overcrowding. It was mm. a 2014 federal court order to help combat the issue of overcrowding, stating that there should be a hearing for prisoners 60 and older who have served 25 consecutive years. And they should be up for parole. But the couple was denied. They were denied parole and they are still in prison. Hmm. But it reminded me of something that you mentioned in another episode, I think it was the Mary Vincent one, about how when you're older it costs more money when you're yep. in prison. And overcrowding's an issue. Mm-hmm. And to be completely honest with you, um, the more you're old and the more you're white, the more they want you out of there. They need you to be young and a person of color because they don't care about you. <sighs> Private prison systems are bullshit. Oh, yeah. It's starting to go. In other, there's certain states that are starting to vote against the, you know, the like Washington state, I think, just uh, voted to not allow, to start taking funding out of private privatized prisons like make it so that they don't get state and federal money through Mm. having prisoners there like because it's just a racket it's a total racket Mm. and so the fact that even these people who did terrible things to people and have and even their own his own daughter was like he's so full of malice and hate now especially now that even if he was let out like the fact that someone like that is they're trying to age out of the system because they just need to put more young people in for dumb crimes that probably aren't even crimes mm-hmm. it's incredibly frustrating oh yeah lisa long even talked about how dangerous and horrible these people were too like everybody spoke up against stuff and i think uh the parole that happened last year was held over skype so like what a weird experience too to be like on skype and talking about this in like trying to have a court setting over skype i'm also not i wouldn't i also kind of wouldn't be surprised if uh if the pandemic played a part in a lot of people getting released like older people and stuff getting released from jail because they are the ones that are dying of covid the most right well, yeah, yeah I mean, there was yeah, a huge, that was, that huge, was a issue, huge that. issue that happened yeah yeah a lot of people were released yeah, big outbreaks of that it's yeah awful. so nope you two can just go stay there yes you, please stay yeah. in prison yeah, you didn't do a you did a very bad for a long time with a lot of choices, so you get to just stay there now. Yeah. You made the conscious choice multiple times. The San Francisco witch killers. So uh, final sips, ladies. <laughs> you don't have the right to anyone else's life. No. Yeah. You might be, you might be a lead character, but you're not always the protagonist. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's great. My final sip is, witches get stitches. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> witches get ditches. Witches get shot <laughs> by yogi vegans. Okay, first of all, they are vegetarian, okay. so I take offense to that. Okay, well, okay, okay, all right. <laughs> New final sip, even vegetarian and vegans can be murderers. (laughs) 
Uh, my final sip is Don't Judge a Witch by its cover because all witches are not evil. Actually, no witches, you know, because witches are just witches. All witches want to do is just get naked and just set dance. some stuff on fire and dance yeah, on the moon. Dance moonlight. on the moon. Yeah. Or recharge like, the rose quartz, whatever the fuck. Yeah, man. <laughs> Absorb that power of nature. Anyways. Rub sage <laughs> on themselves like a turkey. Leave them like witches a, alone. Like a turkey. Leave them witches alone. Leave witches alone. Yeah. <laughs> what an actual nightmare. I can't imagine. I guess, well, yeah, it just it reminds me of certain cults where people like get, like, wasn't Heaven's Gate like two people mm. kind of like that that got high on yeah. each other's oh, you know, yeah. stink, I guess, for the most part. Like, <laughs> they, you know, it. you can smell each other's farts and you're like, we, we're great. Mm, we're yeah. so good. Mm, Our farts mm, are great. Yes. Like, yeah, like you get high on each other's like brand and you're so like, you're like, you don't have somebody around you to tell you no or to like ground you. So like these part, you know, partners will just be like, yeah, of course. Yeah, you're right. You need somebody to keep you grounded that doesn't have the same, completely the same viewpoints as you. Oh yeah. I'm all for yes and, but not when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Not yes. yes, always. Yes, don't, always. Not and yes, always. Bad. Yeah. Don't enable me. I, I had to laugh when I was reading about them and they were like, we're pacifist vegan yogis. <laughs> no, you're not. That's you liars. That's why you're like, I need to tell this story. <laughs> so, yeah. That's funny. As a vegan yogi, I must <laughs> correct the wrongs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but that's that's it. That's what I got for the San Francisco witch killers. San Francisco witch killers made awesome. all their way to Bakersfield. Well, oh, looks oh. like Ripley needs to go out. So let's refill our coffee and let the dog refill out. our coffees. All Thank right. you all so much for joining us on another episode of Morning Moon. Have a murder you like to talk about over coffee? We would love to hear about it. Email us at morningmurders at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Morning Murders. In today's show notes, you can find our cited research as well as a few of our favorite mental health resources.